0: This week's podcast is sponsored by the Bowers & Wilkins 600 Series 3. The eighth generation of one of Hi-Fi's most acclaimed ranges features some of the most comprehensive upgrades the 600 Series has ever received. The Bowers & Wilkins 600 Series 3 is designed for every music lover. It's the attainable way to experience the joys of true sound at home. Discover more at BowersWilkins.com
1: Hello and welcome to the AV Forums podcast Christmas special. Ho, ho, ho.
2: <laughs> Thank you very much for
1: <laughs> joining us. Welcome along. I hope Feel you got your games and, and everything. Um, we, you know, we're here for an hour. We're going to talk about uh, all the things that have excited us this year and what we're looking forward to next year. Um, we might even get some tales of what's happened during the year for different people as well. And as you can see, most have made the effort tonight in terms of being festive and uh wearing. You'll notice that I'm wearing the same shirt that i probably worn for the last four uh, Christmas specials. Um Mark, you've got a cracking shirt there. Let's show us that.
3: <laughs> Your definition of cracking, Phil, is very different <laughs> from mine.
1: It's a semi-professional movie critic. There you go. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I, I hope to be promoted, or is that demoted <laughs> next year? It has, uh, be warned. there's there's,
4: there's charm in the gentleman amateur you know yeah honor absolutely there's honor in
1: it uh right so Ed's been drinking since five yesterday um as you can see if you're watching us on the video uh then it is the movies team and the hardware team joining together for the end of year podcast um if you're listening to audio only um we have tonight Martin Kaz Ed Mark Matt Ian and Simon good evening people Hello. Good evening. good evening. Uh hopefully you're ready, you're listening, you'll know whose voice is who. Um uh, if not, then good luck. That's uh, that's a drinking game for tonight. Try and guess who it is. Um right. So what we're gonna do tonight, we're gonna go through uh, basically the year years come to an end. We're gonna go through our highlights for A V, Hi-Fi, Home Cinema, movies, the cinema, uh, and and so on. So uh, that's what's happening tonight. Ed's going also gonna give us his overall Album vinyl, and maybe some ideas of some playlists, maybe not just one playlist. Um, So we're going to go through that as well. Um, so, right, let's uh, kick off as it were. Um, this is recorded and from now on, the podcast will be recorded going forward. So there is no live chat. Uh, but if you do want to get involved and you want to send us your feedback and it is appreciated, we always go through the feedback. We always uh, read out uh, those questions in the next podcast. So you can do that by either emailing podcast at podcast.avforums.com or of course, go into AV Forum's uh, forum list, go all the way down to the bottom. You'll find the podcast forum down there. Find the podcast and then leave your comment. It will either reply in the thread or on the next podcast. So if you want to do that, then do that. The next podcast um, after this one is after the holidays. We're back with CES. Um, So we're heading out to Vegas yet again um, for the biggest show on the planet. And, of course, we'll have our podcast roundup at the end of that. But, of course, we've also got our video content coming from there. So bookmark that. That's all coming up. Uh, We're not going to do competitions tonight. Normally competitions take about 25 minutes to get through. Um, on this occasion we're going to save some time but do head over to and the reason why it takes 25 minutes is there's loads of great prizes and some of the hardware prizes at the minute we're talking thousands of pounds worth of kit Um, thank you very much to everybody that's providing the prizes there's some fantastic stuff to go and win Uh, so head over to avforms.com forward slash competitions and uh, check out what's there there's normally uh you know more dvds and blu-rays and 4k discs that you can uh, throw a stick at basically so i uh, go over ahead over there um and good luck to you right i so, think
4: that 20 just quickly i think that 2024 yeah. early aspiration cas is going to sort one prize on vhs or laser discs. Well, just I just feel it in my bones. I mean we're looking at some of the formats is already sorted. It's just I, I,
5: I actually have some 3D prizes that came in today. <laughs> we are <laughs> we are going retro. Yeah. I have no Excellent. idea why. The, the warehouse messed up, but uh, <laughs> 3D 3D terminator two. <laughs>
1: oh wow. Yes. The latest movies in 3D. Right. <laughs> uh, okay, let's get on with the show.
0: If you'd like to support the AV Forums podcast on a regular basis, then why not become a patron? Head over to patreon.com forward slash AV Forums to sign up. You can send us a YouTube super chat or buy us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com forward slash AV Forums. All donations help us to improve the website and the podcasts. Thank you to all our supporters. So, like I say, we've got the uh, movies and hardware
1: team here tonight, and we're going to talk about our highlights. So, Uh, First a Victim this evening to tell us what his highlights were for 2023 is Martin. Martin, what were your highlights of the year?
6: Well, you probably know I mentioned this in the last podcast, but I absolutely loved for the couple of weeks that I had it, the Kaleidoscape system, the Strato-C player and Terra. um... Okay, so
1: so explain to people um, who maybe don't know what Kaleidoscape is, maybe haven't read the review, uh, just briefly, what is it and and why is it so great?
6: So. It is a networked video solution where you download and store and keep movies that you buy from their platform. And if you've got a good uh, high bandwidth internet connection, you should be able to download a 4K movie in about 10 minutes. And the movie files themselves have generally a higher quality in terms of video resolution um, and audio resolution than a standard 4K Blu-ray disk. So we're looking at files of 120 gigs and more. And you can actually see this incredible picture and enjoy amazing sound. But of course, you keep everything locally stored on your own library at home. It's an incredible solution. It's very expensive. and it's supported by a stunning user interface. But you know, if you're in the market for a Trinov or Lingdoff or other preamp and a set of very high-end reference power amps as well, then maybe you're in the market for Kaleidoscape. But yes, we're talking for a starter pack about 15 grand. But the only thing I would say is it's just fantastic usability and a great experience. And I hope this kind of technology will come down a little bit in price in the future.
1: Yeah. So my understanding—I've never used the system. I'm aware of it. I've seen it in many high-end systems uh, through the years. Uh, My understanding is some of these titles are from direct from the digital cinema package. They're they're not. They come directly from the studio. So what you're getting is 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 not a made-for-home version. Sometimes you're actually getting the the digital cinema version.
6: Yeah, and these are curated curated specifically by and for uh collide escape so it's not even in that sort of blu-ray realm at all it's uh it's a totally totally separate entity in that respect
1: excellent um so yeah it is a high-end system if you've got lots and lots of pennies uh, or very very deep pockets certainly uh, the one for you any of the movies team interested if this was to drop in price is this something that would be a solution for you guys or are you more physical media still
2: physical media discs forever yeah. I mean it's okay. it's
5: it, it it
1: may it sounds very
5: tempting uh, if some if father Christmas is listening and he wants to send me a fifty year <laughs> old you, package, cast, you <laughs> know with with a thousand preloaded titles uh my own cinema system i I would love it also a new house, if you're listening. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, Kitt
6: covered
4: I, this well yeah. before you. you know. But also,
6: I, I would also add, Kaz, that I love having the movies on my shelf as well, and I want everything that goes with that. Uh, I enjoy my library and having the physical media on the shelf. So that would and will never change, no matter how the download and store revolution takes off.
1: Martin, uh, any acting highlights for you this year? Are you still doing that, or is that I'm, something you...
6: No, I'm afraid that's something from my past generally. Um, yeah, no, I haven't really found time for anything like that. I was involved quite a bit in the States, but not so much now.
7: OK,
1: good stuff. Well, we'll come back for your expectations in a bit. So my next victim is the movie's editor, Kaz. Your highlights, please.
3: Well, uh,
5: left field one of my favorite things I watched this year was on Netflix which is seems absurd to say I mean I can't remember how long it's been running uh six seven years at least maybe longer maybe a decade um but it feels like every year I watch all the nonsense on Netflix uh Mark refuses to Simon well guys you watch this shit, to. so we don't
1: have to <laughs> I
5: I know that's what people keep saying it feels like a burden that I have to watch it so people don't have to. But this year, I think, is my favourite year with Netflix. I've seen a lot of good things, and they've all been surprises. Films that I've just gone, uh, I expected this to be another Netflix movie. Um, I thought you
7: were going to say that Netflix, your favourite thing about it was the price hikes.
5: No. (laughs) I mean, they are very engaging. (laughs) I mean, I I don't, uh, you know, all of the streaming services... uh, for what they provide I, i've never really had that much of a grudge with what they charge they all seem kind of proportional um and hikes were inevitable because netflix are so in debt you know, it's just they just keep spending money on ryan reynolds films anyway um i am i'm gonna shout out to blue eye samurai probably not many people have heard about it, apart from Simon, who I think was about to say it himself, maybe. Yeah,
2: yeah, I've finished it. It's absolutely yeah. awesome. Yeah,
5: and so it, for those who don't know, it's it came out of nowhere. Netflix do have a good run in sci-fi and in animation and uh, and in foreign films, um, but this is a, a sort of samurai-flavoured uh, anime uh, telling a, a kind of spin on The Count of Monte Cristo tale of revenge um i didn't expect it to be this good lashings of sex and violence and uh character design and evolving narrative so you you know you expect it to be kind of run and gun lots of action but it becomes political it becomes entrenched in characters and uh one of the best watches of the year i did not expect it from a thing called blue eye samurai on netflix which is a cartoon so, you know, it's that's my shout out. One of the best things I watched this year.
1: Excellent. Thanks, Kaz. Uh, right. Who are we moving on to? Let's get a little bit of gaming. Uh, so we've had movies, we've had home cinema.
8: Let's have some gaming highlights, Ian. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, it's, it's kind of tough to be a bit selective because a lot of the stuff is quite subjective and I haven't, I haven't played everything. So there's a lot of big hairs around like Spider-Man 2, Alan Wake 2, Diablo 4 possibly the best game of the year, Baldur's Gate 3, um, which I'd highly recommend, even though I haven't played it, just based on what people are talking about. And it's the kind of game that doesn't get the hype of like a Starfield uh, or, you know, like Spider-Man 2 did. So the fact that it's done so well and so many people are saying good things about it says a lot about how good the game could be. Um, On a couple of personal notes, Starfield, i played a lot, um, but I didn't think it was as good as it probably should have been. Um, so it's not really my recommendation. Of the year. It's still good fun, but I found it—I just got bored with it after a little while, and I didn't think that was going to happen too soon. Um, but some people seem to be persevering with it longer than I did. But I went off and started playing it again. But, um, but no, it turns out I checked up my Xbox stats. Game I played most this year, uh, out of about a thousand plus hours, I have to admit, um, was Lies, a game called Lies of P. Um, it's kind of based on the kind of Dark Souls genre, you know, like hack and slash very small guys fighting very big monsters. Uh, and it's annoying as hell. It bugged the shit out of me for a long because it's the kind of game where you think, I'm doing really well here, and then some big guy walks around the corner, punches you in the face, and you're dead. Uh, but I kind of per- persevered with it, got better, you know, got good, as the, the saying goes. Um, and, yeah, I did enjoy it to the point where I kind of ended up playing through it three times to get all the alternate endings, all the collectibles, all the achievements, and everything that goes with it. Um, so, yeah. Yeah while i know a lot of people will give up after a few hours and just hate it uh it's the game i played the most so it's probably going to be the one that i recommend i of have everything for the year i suppose So you played from that more,
1: more than jet washing
8: uh, it might have been a close second <laughs> but i've got to tell you in a in a unique collaboration because power simulator technically didn't come out this year so i couldn't <laughs> include it but a couple of weeks back there was some back to the future dlc and i've got to tell you the delorean has never looked cleaner hill valley clock town <laughs> gleaming uh and you're lucky i'm even here at all because today santa's workshop dlc just dropped for free i downloaded it before we came on so you're very lucky that i was able to turn off oh, yeah. have, oh, you, okay. have you Thanks tried them, uh, to.
5: farming simulator
8: uh I have, and it scared me because I could well lose a lifetime into it. My of-
4: son loves that, although every time I came in when he was playing it, he'd somehow managed to roll a tractor every single time. I don't even think that was technically possible, but it was always upside down. So yeah, unexpectedly I think I had a
8: dangerous. The kind of made me give up on it after I just. And then I kind of had that moment of self-reflection where I was like, "What am I doing? I've spent an entire weekend just planting. <laughs> the What's, I'm doing this for fun. What's going on? I, it's no wonder I look pale. I need to just open a window and get outside. But <laughs> it's it's if you like if you like simulates, farming simulator is brilliant. And I I did make the mistake of putting up a game called Car Mechanic Simulator a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> so yeah, so you've um, been
1: repairing some CV joints. Yeah, yeah.
8: I, yeah. I've been learning more about cars than I ever have in the real world. Gotta tell you. Unbelievable.
1: Excellent stuff. Right. Um, thank you very much, Ian. Simon. Uh, not seen you for a while, mate. How are
2: you doing? I know, yes. It's been a while, hasn't it? How you been? Yeah, good. You? I'm very well. You're looking good. You're looking thank good. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah, um, last time I good. saw you, you were much rounder. Yeah,
1: looking, yeah. 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 <laughs> I was in shape back then. I was round. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, are you heading down under? You normally do that this time of year.
2: I, I've i been already. I, was, I oh, went right. in November. Yeah, I, uh, in fact I joined the podcast from Australia. Um, okay. in when was that? Sixth, seventh of November that one. Okay. Yeah, that's a lot of. 50 um, the day after there? a day after my um stepdaughter's wedding, so I was a bit worse no, than wet, But the uh, <laughs> the weather was nice. It was very nice and warm. I'm Glad to cool. be back, of course. Excellent. So that's obviously a highlight for you this year. But Absolutely. what was
1: your what was your movies highlight for the
2: year? Um, again, slightly slightly left field. I'm not going to pick a particular film, but I'm going to pick. Partic- I'm going to pick um, special edition um, editions of 4K movies because there have been some absolute crackers this year, um, and the the, the 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 boutique labels that are bringing these things out are really putting the effort in. Things um, Second Sight immediately springs to mind, um, but but any of them Arrow again another one immediately springs to mind because the effort they're putting into not only the restorations but the package and everything that you get with it. Both on disc and off disc. Um, so this year has been absolutely spectacular. Things like um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre with an Atmos track. I mean, come on, fantastic! Three versions in full 4K of The Wicker Man. You know, one of the greatest films of all time on 4K. Just fantastic. There's been some absolute crackers. So my pick for the year is pick any of the any of those um, 4K special editions, and you'll be very very happy.
1: I know we could go down a rabbit hole here, but these are the labels that are going to save physical media, aren't they?
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. It's the only way. <laughs> it's a good yeah, pivot. The, the big ones are making a real, real mess of some of their yeah,
5: pictures. It's yeah, a, it's a good pivot for the boutique labels to do because at a time when 4K could have fallen over, they they pivoted and they, they've they gone, yeah. we're going to sell you a 4K with a little bit more care and love and attention on the disc, but also art cards and a badge. And a really big box, and you're going to pay pay fifty quid for it.
4: I don't mean to sound smug, <laughs> but um, there, there, there is there is a precedent for this. I know, I, mean, I you know. Are very welcome. <laughs> well, <Yeah>. There is, <laughs>
1: there, is and there is, and that precedent is laser disc. Laser
5: disc. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a it's a good it's a good pivot for them because, as Simon said, all the major studios they're mm. kind of messing up a little bit because they're being very lazy, mm. and it seems like the boutique labels have...
1: yeah maybe techno there's some fantastic stuff out there. Thank you very much for that Simon. We'll get you your expectations in a little while. Uh, let's go back to some home AV. Matt, what's your highlight?
7: Um probably the interesting move from Sound United this year. So there was uh, they released two flagships. So they had the I think it was the AV10 on the Marantz side. And that one won some awards. We talked about that uh, last week. But then they also launched the Denon A1H which was a uh, the A1 line that hasn't seen a refresh, I think, since 2007. Mm. It's been a really long time. And I think the thing itself weighs like 70 pounds. Um, It's got 15 channels and four subwoofer outs. Uh, And they, along with most of the other Sound United stuff, have also given you the option now between uh, Odyssey or Dirac for your um, post-EQ stuff. So I just think that they're making some really interesting moves really different price points. It's actually something that seems attainable if you want to go down that 9.4.6 route. Whereas like obviously everybody wants a turn off and wants the collide escapes and those. But unless you have a rich uncle or no um of Santa Claus, there's no chance. So I'm really looking forward to hopefully we can get one in. I'd love to review one of those A1Hs. Yeah. So maybe that'll be my aspiration. But yeah, the highlight I thought was that general move from Sound United to shake things up quite a bit in that mm. space.
1: Yeah, no, it, it, it is interesting uh, that that's, you know, we're, we're starting to see that that's trickle down uh, effect uh, from the higher end into a more, <laughs> I'm going to say more affordable. There's still expensive bits. It's of, still out of reach, a but at
7: least it's dreamable.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's attainable. So there you go. Uh, thanks so much for that, Matt. We'll come back and get your expectations. I think we're going to touch on some of these subjects uh, when, when we get on to next year's um, possible highlights. Uh, back to movies again, Mark. Uh, the semi-professional movie critic, is going to give us
2: his highlight. Very semi.
3: <laughs> Always. I, I think for me, uh, seconding everything that Simon said, it's been a great year for for discs. And I want to shout out 1080p as well. Everyone forgets about good old, little old yeah, 1080p. I was going with... to mention Sensor, actually, because that was
2: another superb
3: uh, set. Uh, But I'm not going to dwell on the discs because my shout out for this year, and surprisingly so, is the rise of the documentary. Now, we've always had documentaries. Uh, Netflix has probably made a killing off the back of literally killing with just about every true life serial killer immortalized over the last few years. But I think this year we saw a sea change uh and it was driven by pop culture documentaries so the likes of the supermodels on apple tv still a michael j fox movie you know pamela love story and arnold on netflix uh we've even got the, the latest one welcome to the darkness which is an absolute bloody hoot quite frankly uh robo five hours of the making of robocop which believe me feels about four and a half hours too long. Uh but then you've got the more serious documentary as well the likes the deepest breath on Netflix had me in absolute
4: floods of tears. Did you watch the uh, Wirecard one on Netflix? Uh no I haven't. What's that one Ed? I don't want to spoil it. If you didn't know it was a documentary and it was the plot of a film, you'd go, that's utterly bloody unrealistic. It can't possibly have happened that way, but it's Center, it's the stuff it just just don't hijack this, but no, uh, because I don't trust Netflix to actually make more of the dramas that I like, I very rarely watch them. Um, so their documentary output is something that I spend Mm. a fair bit of time with. I completely agree with you, it's being able to tap and give time to stories that otherwise probably wouldn't get told, and I I am here for that in a big way. It's brilliant. Mm. I I, I agree.
3: I mean, I mean, it's been it's been fascinating because you have got the likes of Arnold, the likes of Sly, the likes of Beckham, dare I say, even that Robbie Williams one. Some of them feel a little bit polished, but they're pushing all those bloody nostalgia buttons. Something mm. rotten. Oh, uh, yeah, they're late but, produced by the makers. Though. Of, of of course they are, but but you've got that <laughs> breath. A little pinch of salt. Of course you have, but you've got that breadth as well. I mean, I've uh, some of the sports documentaries this year. Uh, the Super League War for Football on Apple TV was amazing. Uh, bye bye Barry on Disney Plus for NFL fans. Uh, welcome to it, Wrexham. It, Come on. Welcome to Wrexham. Uh, so yeah, so I think it. For, for too long, I dismissed documentaries, and I think this was the year where I think they they pushed back on me and they pushed back hard. So this is a shorthand way of saying this is
4: the year I got old.
3: <laughs> this is the year I turned
4: into my dad.
2: <laughs> just saying,
4: the complete world at war is on UK TV, and you can probably now just nail that and just just in it. I'm oh, not, there not there yet. Sure. Oh, there you yet. Were, you no. will be. You will be.
1: Ed, Ed, I've got to say, I've lost touch with Air Crash Investigation. Is that still a thing? Is it still going? Is I don't know. Thing?
4: It's not. It's been removed from Disney. It's not right. on now. To, I can only assume it's on some sort of additional Nat Geo weirdness. Um, but uh, I don't know if we're doing shameless plugs. If you are missing Air Crash Investigation, a friend of mine put me onto a YouTube channel called Mentor Pilot. M-E-N-T-O-U-R Pilot. And it's basically Air Crash Investigation with all of the Amdram cabin stuff like stripped out and it's just like they socked into the ground because they were idiots and it's and he's a he's a training pilot for a major scandinavian airline he's not doing it on on the wing he knows exactly what he's talking about he just doesn't mince his words or build up dramatic tension he goes yeah they crashed because they were shit um it's it's brilliant it is very very compelling um youtube television so if you're missing it go for that instead excellent
1: right uh ed what was your hi-fi highlights of the year?
4: Yeah, I wanted to avoid anything that I talked about in the awards. Um, I thought about this and the highlight for a reason I will try and explain in very short space of time. Musical Fidelity A1. The review is still up on the site. Um, It's the year of our various gods 2023 and you can buy an amplifier which runs at 60 degrees consumes electricity like a one bar electric fire and pumps out a mighty 25 watts it looks like it escaped from 1985 because it escaped from 1985 um and do you know what it is fabulous it is enjoyable in a way that even the thing i gave the riga that i gave product of the year probably isn't if you can stomach the fact that it is heroically inefficient and listening to it in the summer will require you to do it in your underwear (laughs) It's just brilliant, and I don't want to watch films. I say it's the only way to listen to it. (laughs) I don't want to pretend that fifteen hundred pounds isn't a lot of money, but compared to what we're talking about, Kaleidoscape and things like that, it's it's doable. I mean, you need to budget for electricity consumption or get a solar install or do something like that. But it sooner or later, even an industry as small and as ignorable as ours is going to get cracked down on, and you won't be able to get something as heroically stupid as this. (laughs) brand new in a box anymore and just enjoy it whilst it lasts because if you pay attention to its whims and make sure you don't put anything on top of it so it doesn't melt and things like that as a means of sitting down and listening to music not listening to hi-fi listening to music I don't think I enjoyed anything more this year I couldn't give it an award for all of the reasons I've just stated it's wildly impractical But it's wonderful. So that's my highlight, highlight. I also want to just put in a shameless plug for the review um, that is now all primed and ready to go live on Christmas Day. So when you need to avoid your family for a period of time, I have put four and a half thousand words down. On the product that's going live on Christmas Day, that is another highlight because, for different reasons, it is utterly sublime. So those are those are the those are the highlights. The, uh, the award winners are the award winners. They they get their awards because they are genuinely and objectively brilliant. Those two things are subjectively brilliant, and that's why they're highlights.
1: My highlights should be about TVs, but I spoke about it last week in quite some detail, and. Again, you know, there wasn't anything that stood out, particularly this year, everything it I mean, when you look at we started 20 years ago doing this and um, back in the days of primitive LCDs with CCFL backlights and plasma, and you just look at where we are now in terms of TV, we're spoiled, rotten. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, we can get studio grading reference pictures in the home any screen size you like, and even from projectors now and high dynamic range and everything else and Dolby Atmos and so on. So, you know, I don't have anything else that I need to say in terms of TV, because Mm -hmm. the highlights are that we we're enjoying, you know, probably the best time we've ever had in terms of picture quality, enjoy it, people. There's no such thing as a perfect TV, find one that suits you. And all the flagships are very much the same. So flip a coin, pick the one that, that suits your use case. What I do want to mention is my highlight was at CES back in January. It's a product that is not coming to the UK, unfortunately. Uh, but just spending a little bit of time with it, um, it really blew me away and it. And it's an old hi-fi brand that's come back to life, Ed. Uh, no. So Nakamichi, the Dragon, um, no. their soundbar system, Mm -hmm. um they call it a sound bar it's actually a home cinema in a box if you if you want to get technically correct about these things um it was utterly utterly brilliant um best thing i've heard in a long time in terms of sound bars um if you told me if it was a blind test and you told me it was an avr with a full speaker system i would have believed you um that's how good it was and it's just it's not coming to the UK and, and the company don't have any plans. Um, the Nakamishi name has been bought by you know, a third party. They're trying to make it work. Um, the US is obviously a huge market. That's where they're gonna make things work if, if it's gonna take off. So hopefully, and I know it has been successful, that product and, and there are product lines. So if they do get to a stage where they can bring it into the UK or find a distributor to bring it into the UK, and then we will uh, obviously cover it and, and it's something you should go and check out but that was my highlight not not tv it was a soundbar but it was just one of those products they come along now and again just you know what absolutely sublime really good um you were nodding your head there matt have you seen it have you heard it
7: yeah yeah i thought there's youtube coverage on it it's immense from the, the u.s guys and yeah. they're they're crazy about it they're, they're all going nuts there's a lot of comparisons because um stateside sonos is really big so they do the comparison to that to that and it's like they're saying it's night and day and sonos Mm. isn't that bad really for for that type of consumer sonos is
1: really really good but this nakamichi thing is just it's really really good well Uh, it's nice that
4: something's wearing a badge that prestigious that actually as long as it's incredibly complicated to use and has eight million superfluous controls like nakamichi (laughs) stuff used to then it will be perfect
1: yeah and and the ceo um of the company that now own, own the brand uh so down to earth um spent some time with them on on the stand looking at the well in their suite actually looking at the product and so on and And he's determined to make it happen, and and it's a small team at the minute. But, yeah, good luck to them. It was a fantastic product. Right, so that's our highlights of 2023. Let's get our crystal balls out and look forward to 2024 and our expectations.
0: If you enjoy the podcast on YouTube, then please like and subscribe. If you're listening to the audio version, then please leave us a rating on your podcast app. We invite you to email questions and feedback to podcast at avforums.com and join in with this episode's discussion thread in the Podcasts Forum at AVForums.
1: Okay, so what is it or what are we looking forward to in 2024? Is it movies? Is it hardware? Is it new TVs? Is it projectors? Martin, what are you looking forward to next year?
6: The thing I'm most excited about for next year actually just arrived through my front door on Tuesday, which is two of the Lingdorf eight channel MXA 8400 power amplifiers, which I will duly be hooking up to my Lingdorf preamp over the Christmas break and beyond. And although this product was officially announced uh, back in October, it didn't in reality come online until just a couple of weeks ago. And so I assume I'll be posting my review in the not too distant future, but I really was excited about this product. It is finally here. Um, With respect to 2024, um, I, There's nothing coming down the pipeline that I'm necessarily drawn to, although I'd love to see what some of the mid-price projector manufacturers are going to propose this year. It'd be nice to see BenQ do something that's a little more fleshed out than their semi-portable 4K projectors. And I'd like to see maybe an installation projector from them.
1: Okay. Good stuff. And anything away from AV that you're looking forward to? I, I know, you know, you, you, you've you got previous movies and all the rest of it. So is there any movies coming next year that you're you're looking forward to anticipating? Uh, uh,
6: Again, no, not particularly, but I'm lucky enough because I'm a member of the Screen Actors Guild that I get a lot of the screeners from the past year, which won't get released until the year coming up in uh, theatrically over here. So um, there are a few that have kind of piqued my interest, but nothing completely jumping out at me.
4: Yeah, you know what? It, I, I still blame um, Team America that when you say Screen Actors Guild, I, yeah. I'm sure you mean Film Actors Guild. I know, yeah. Um. I,
6: I, um I just watched that sequence again, actually, the other day on the Blu-ray. It's so funny.
7: Yeah, Damon. <laughs> What's the signal? <laughs>
6: Oh, I'm so. going to have to go and
1: watch that again. Uh, Taz, <laughs> yeah. movies, what, what are you looking forward to next year? Uh, yeah,
5: well, we, we, did, we did a whole rundown of 20 to look forward to. It was really quite tough to put together um, and always missing them. So so we put together the list and we came up with uh, Dune 2 as a highlight and, and Mad Max, um, the new uh, Furiosa film. Uh, I mean, there are lots of things to look forward to, but there's one that's not on the list. Uh, which just got the trailer release for it it's the latest from alex garland so garland's the guy who did ex machina and he more recently did uh men and he did uh dread and he's his latest is civil war and just dropped a trailer to release april 2024 and it's um it's kind of a an epic sci-fi movie totally out of character for him he does do pure sci-fi but he does hard sci-fi indie sci-fi and he's gone more full-scale like a live-action version of the the division video game and um it looks cracking it looks really really good and I I can't say it wouldn't have made our top 20 if we'd got to it sooner but they literally only only dropped the trailer a couple of days to go Ago, so I'm I'm gonna put that in as my choice.
1: Okay, good stuff. And and away from movies, anything else that that you're looking forward to next I did, year? I,
5: did, I I mean, you know what? Away from movies, I. Am. It
4: does exist, Kaz.
5: Hmm. Great yeah, I know. It's a hard thing. I mean, th- this could be the year for a new car. You know, I, <laughs> okay. I, All right. Yeah.
3: Come I mean, it's,
5: I'm not I'm not going wild here, but I I have been eyeing up some an S Series Audi. Which um, you know, I don't know, an S four, maybe yeah, something. If I, I mean, I do, I do like my Audis. It would be second hand, so I'm not, I'm not driving. Is it, but
7: driving by it hanging it up, before. do you mean like break the window and drive it away?
5: Yeah, funnily enough, I did actually see one in the in the Competitive parking lot. pricing, you yeah, can't argue. Just, <laughs> just I, I, and I was thinking I could get into it, but I thought I'm not going to do like they do in the movies and break the driver side window, then get in and then like brush Sown all the glass off. And then Hmm. sit on what's left. It just seems... Break the passenger side. Hmm. Anyway. Anyway. No. uh, Maybe new car, maybe. Uh, But if I can't get that, then I I bought my son a a Lego um, Ducati. (laughs) Technic Lego Ducati
1: uh, motorcycle. It's huge. And I'm going to steal that. (laughs) Good stuff. Good stuff. Well, thank you very much, Kaz. Um, Let's move back to gaming. So what's... Coming out uh twenty twenty-four, what we're looking forward to in that realm, Ian.
8: Um, it's it's been quite tough because there's nothing that leaps out immediate to me. So in preparation for this, I kind of made a list. So well, I'll probably I'll just, I'll run through a bunch of names so that anybody listening can maybe just pause it, write them down, and then Google them or look them up in the forums to see what everybody else is talking about. But short term ones that I'm kind of looking at that look interesting. Um Prince Pose or Lost Crown, um, Tekken 8 coming out early in the new year. Uh, probably the one I'm looking forward to most in the short term is Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League, which is uh, it's like a fun twist from the guys who made the Batman Arkham series uh, it's also the the Pirate Adventure: Skull and Bones from Ubisoft which is finally going to be coming out in the new year, so I'm quite interested to see whether that could be good or an absolute disaster uh, similarly the same kind of story with the Alone in the Dark reboot starring David Harbour and Jodie Coma that could be brilliant, could be terrible, but I'm intrigued either way. Um, a little bit further down the line, once I'm keeping an eye on the Are due to come out in 2024 at least, include the likes of Still Wakes the Deep, Little Nightmares 3, which should be amazing, Star Wars Outlaw, should be good, some more interesting RPGs such as Avowed, there's the Hellblade 2 sequel, Uh, fans of the Yakuza franchise might like the looks of Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth, Um, and there's a bunch more titles along those lines ones that also the gamers of a certain age and i very much include myself in that mix would be not sure if they're coming out in 2024 or not but sega did announce a whole bunch of reboots that are coming including the likes of jet set radio crazy taxi golden age shinobi streets of rage so yeah if anybody's as old as i am they're going to be looking forward to those no doubt um and probably plenty more but i am think obviously gta's 2025 the new light no bias and the guys behind no man's sky that's probably going to be a year or two away at best so there's a lot of big games in the pipeline but still quite a few tbc for 2024
1: okay and any simulation games that you're looking forward to in the new year
8: um any power wash simulated dlc is a must (laughs) (laughs) uh and if there's a sequel then very much can okay and
1: and anything else that you're looking forward to movies or games or Um, whatever
8: and the only thing that I've mentioned, I've just hooked up a, an Apple TV uh, subscription. So, and I've not had it before, I've not used Apple TV before. So, I've basically, it's not new stuff. But I've got a lot of catching up. You so can I've a lot of slow horses. Here. Yeah, that's oh, on my slow list. Slow horses. Oh, top of the Yeah, no, it's it's quite a big <laughs> list, and that is yeah. currently at the top of it. But I'm I'm just trying to clear a backlog before. But yeah, I've got a lot of a lot of viewing to do.
1: Okay. Uh before we move away from gaming, anybody else uh here tonight, game uh, gamers looking forward to anything in the year or I wanted I mean, to say I'm Grand Theft right Auto, to... but it's but not no, twenty
5: hours. So yeah, I know. Yeah. It's two years or yeah, yeah. yeah, I know. That's kind of a stupid trailer to drop <laughs> like now. Just wait to wait till <clears throat> just, next month or something, I at least we can the, say it's
8: next year. The billion hits on YouTube would say otherwise about whether it's worth putting out or not. <laughs> <laughs> billion They made a lot right. of them
1: uh Simon's gonna gonna tell us what to look forward to in 2024
2: um okay so yeah um not one specific I'm just um looking forward to uh some of the or what I hope will be a bumper year for um legacy content um I mean we we know now that uh Cameron's uh big three are coming out um so I'm anticipating some great and wonderful stuff in and around that era. Um we can, you know, there are pipe dreams. Um and that's really what I'm looking forward to. Just to see what is going to come out on this fantastic format that we love and adore. Uh okay. if I had to narrow it down to one film, um, which was dropped today on uh, that Tom wrote, uh Godzilla minus one. I'm looking forward to that on 4K because I think that's gonna be awesome. Well, I hope we
5: get a 4K for that
2: so do I. Yeah, that would mm-hmm. mean that it's
5: got a wide theatrical. But of the 4K, you you mentioned all the Cameron discs ne- next year. Which one? And which one do we think is going to well, be I, the I,
2: least I, controversial? I, well, I want it to be um, both cuts of Aliens. If it's only theatrical of Alien, then sodja. Um, I'll go with True Lies.
5: What if it's the extended cut of Aliens with too much DNR? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, well it's, it's <laughs> gonna be because it because he shot it on such bad stock that I know, but I mean apparently it's different yeah, so, you well don't have the DNR
2: out, do you? just um no no, we'll no, no, it no go, be, it'll be, but, be fine. But well, it has
3: been. It, yeah, has, it has been He's it's done my, something AI I, to it. <laughs> a, th- th- this is the year that AI and James Cameron team up to destroy cinema. <laughs> Dear. Or next year. destroy. I can hear Linda Ham- Hamilton destroy. giving me
4: a warning about this.
3: I'm happy about it. The thing is, though, we've all got hints, haven't we? Because they dropped all the iTunes versions of them yes, uh, on Tuesday. So I've already seen The Abyss in 4K, and I'm halfway through Aliens in 4K. And, and you tell, love it. And I tell you what. They're glorious, but they ain't film. Mm. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, dear. And the, if, the, if we think the uh, film-going internet forum clientele have lost their collective shit. Now, wait until the discs come out in March. <laughs> oh, it is tin hat time there, I tell you. I have a friend who works for
6: Lightstorm, and uh, he does a lot of their uh, mastering uh, engineering for them. And he was under the... Impression a year ago that the abyss and a couple of the others were not going to have uh, Dolby Atmos audio, but it looks like they're all getting the Atmos treatment, yep. and uh, all slated for March the twelfth, I think, stateside. But we haven't had a mm-hmm. date here yet, have we? Mm, that's my it'll probably thing. be the same.
4: Yeah. Mm. Ooh, there you go yeah.
1: there we go uh, excellent thank you very much simon and anything away from movies that you're looking forward to next year
2: um a few summer barbecues hopefully we get some summer this year that'll be very oh, nice you,
1: you've, you've just jinxed it now thanks mate mm, <laughs> i'll build an arm uh, instead <laughs> excellent thanks simon right uh back to hardware matt
7: yeah um I think yeah we talked about this in the last episode a little bit i think i'm going to be very keen to see what happens with center channels moving forward with bigger tvs you got nowhere to put them what do you do with them i think that that's that's going to be the thing to solve and i don't think that's going away anytime soon especially because i think there's going to be more tvs over usts or whatever Mm -hmm. coming out so i think that's an interesting one um there's an interesting company that came across uh via one of the forums that I kind of want to review just because of the name Uh, the name is called ham rammer I think they're nordic Um, and I think it literally means berserker in norwegian or whatever it is so I'd be super curious to see what they're all about it it looks kind of like a diy design it's like almost a sendo with the coax bit but a little bit of diy I don't know that so that that's kind of my it just seems a very intriguing proposition, and at a price point that is way more affordable than the Ascendo one. So, if there's well, an opportunity you, there, I think I might seize that. Yeah,
1: well, you've sold it to me, so yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's have a review of that.
7: Just yeah. just for the the name alone, <laughs> um, so there's there's that. Uh, I might try if I can uh, save my fingers and thumbs after trying to build some acoustic panels. I might have a go at some DIY, like actual speakers, or might start with the subwoofer or just something to just try that. Build yourself a set of
4: horns. That's that's always the the the, the absolute the absolute ground zero of batshit insanity. I've already got
7: to. I know. Like no, I, I mean,
4: you know what you know what I mean. A good full range four or five way horn loud system. Yeah, Which you can power. You can power without an amplifier. Just literally send the output from the preamp into it, and that'll be enough voltage. <laughs> that's the way forward. Incredibly energy efficient. I mean, sure, you have to give over half your room to them, but you know, that's the future.
7: Wife will be pleased. Yeah.
1: And so. and away from. Uh, AV and hardware. Anything else that you're looking forward to?
7: Yeah, I'm. I'm looking for. I think if I'm following Kaz and the guys correctly, all those strikes and things are done, right? Mm-hmm. So that means yeah. we might actually yeah. get a plethora of yeah. content coming now.
3: Well, uh, the there'll,
7: be, there'll be a amazing. chunk of
5: time while well, it's where, being made. Yeah, yeah. Where where they've got to make all these movies? So it just depends how well they've done in stretching out what was going to be released last year. So we're going to see things like June two. That should have come out like earlier this year. Uh, it next year, so it depends what they push into twenty-four to fill the gap.
7: Gotcha. So is 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 Tom Cruise's second Mission Impossible coming out then, or are they mm. not even? Is that like a GTA? They shouldn't have talked about it, and now it's three years away.
5: It's 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 I think twenty-five at the earliest. But I am looking forward yeah. to that when it comes. Mm-hmm. Same um, for well, the next. Yeah. It for the yeah. Next.
7: This time next year. <laughs>
8: yeah.
7: I've definitely got a fallback, though. I just found out last week that my wife's never seen an Airplane. So <gasps> definitely going to have Surely not. Shocking. Don't call me sure. <laughs> I don't
6: seen know what she's got to
7: do with it, but my wife found out. No, just...
6: Has she seen Team America?
7: <laughs> no, she hasn't seen that either. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. the, all, all the what we would consider classics, I need to yeah. get her involved in.
1: Mm. Excellent. Right.
3: Uh, I've kind of lost my place. Now, where are we? All right, Mark. Uh, For me, it's the death and rebirth of Blockbuster Cinema next year. Uh, I think this year, all the old guard failed. Indy died. Ethan Hunt died. They all failed miserably, uh, relatively speaking, of course. And I think you just have to look at next year's slate and the combination of we're still dealing with some of the ramifications of COVID, the strikes, you name it. And you only have to look at our list and all the usual type of films that you'd expect to be on the most anticipated films aren't really there we've got a few you know june 2 is in there you'd argue furiosa possibly uh but i think there is a gap next year and i do not know what is going to fill it in those traditional blockbuster schedules but i am fascinated to see what is going to be next year's uh possible barbenheimer dare we say uh but i'm hoping it's going to be something different and i think it's really pleasing to see at the tail end of this year with godzilla minus one and everyone getting behind that the groundswell of support from the critics to the box office already behind that i think that that could signify a real sea change in terms of big screen spectacle and i can't wait to see and i hope it is something completely left field uh however having said all that the two films I'm still looking forward to most next year are Robert Eggers Nosferatu and Terrifier Three. Terrifier Three. I'm, I'm I'm waiting to see if it's going to be any longer than the two hour forty five <laughs> minutes Terrifier Two. I'm what I'm assuming film, you are
4: for four hours. I'm assuming you are thoroughly terrified by the end of two hours and forty five <laughs> minutes.
3: I, I I was many things at the end of two hours and forty five minutes. <laughs> Tired Was haven't one. You, of haven't them. you
5: got Terrifier One and Two on four K to look forward to?
3: well again yes (laughs) (laughs) i I have uh but yeah it's it's gonna be it's just gonna be a good year Uh, this year i think everyone will agree was not a bumpy year at the cinema regardless of blockbuster or otherwise reasons for that but i think uh, hopefully let's hope the studios and the distributors are learning the right lessons from these changes and not the wrong lessons
1: okay Right. I think we're almost done. There's just me now and then Ed no, with it's... the high five roundup. So, no, yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, right. My predictions are actually the same as what we did in the in the awards um, at the end. I think it's an interesting year ahead um, because we're starting to see some splits in terms of, uh, you know, Max just mentioned it in terms of the movie side of things, in terms of people and this hobby and what they do. Um there's there's definite different ways that that this industry is moving at the minute um we see a lot of downsizing at the minute um so people coming from big cinema systems in their homes they're now uh, you know thinking about their living space and so on we went into this in detail in the last podcast so you want our thoughts on that go listen to that podcast uh, from last week but I see that as being a big groundswell this year. I think um, we're going to see more interior design in terms of how kit is is integrated into our homes um, and the whole smart and streaming and so on. And then the other flip of the coin is something that Matt uh, you know, touched on and, and Martin as well. I think we're going to see the high end um, develop more channels, more. Yeah, uh, you know, the, towards of what you can actually get in the digital cinema. In fact, probably better than what you can get at the cinema. It, it, that technology is then going to trickle down. So I think you're going to have two distinct camps in the year ahead, and it's going to be interesting to see how that works. And not just in terms of the kit, but also in terms of the software that people are watching, whether that's physical media, is that streaming media. Um, I think we're going to see some some changes there. I think as the infrastructure gets better, and streaming gets more and more popular, it's going to be tough for physical media. I'm interested in seeing how that plays out. Um as much as I have, you know, I love certain areas of the industry, I think we've got to be um pragmatic and realistic as to where things are going to go and where the groundswell is going to go, but also where the niches are going to develop. And we kind of touched on it a little bit earlier in terms of you know, the boutique labels, um, that's definitely a growth area. Um you just have to look at Laserdisc, you just have to look at vinyl. Um, these were areas where those formats sh- should have died a long, 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 long time ago. You shut um,
4: your whole mouth.
1: <laughs> and and Laserdisc <laughs> did eventually die because you know, DVD came along and it was better quality and it, and it had the same plus points. But you know, Laserdisc survived because it was the boutique labels like Pioneer that that took it on and you know they developed the special editions the commentary tracks the extras and all that kind of thing and i think if physical media is going to survive that's where it it will survive as a niche um and you just gotta accept that it is going to be a niche market um are, go they, ahead.
5: are they still well, releasing players phil well,
1: releasing
5: you, no
4: in no, production no. yes yeah yeah I, this is the problem it requires um yeah, it's more complicated than a record player. It yeah. is. Well, I've said that before, but it does. It, it's not so complicated that it can't be done. And it sort of hinges on requirements beyond you enthusiastic gentlemen in your films. If there's a requirement across certain parts of office and IT and so on and so forth that require the drives to keep being made, the drives are the drives are the drives. We've established this. They can be built for any particular reason and they can be stuffed into anything between a box made out of floppy plastic or you know something with wooden side cheeks and a big display in vu meters it doesn't matter it just needs to exist and if it continues to exist then it's fine but yeah i don't want to bet either way on that i'm sorry mm. i i don't want to be disappointing but i don't i don't know if that's going to be the case
1: yeah i think it's, as we get to the 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 midpoint of the decade this is this is the interesting time now that we're getting into this now where. Um, and I think COVID kind of accelerated a lot of this. Um, I know we blame it for a lot of things, but yeah, and we went into this last week. So to me, it's going to be an interesting year. Um, I'm looking forward to see, yes, but I'm looking forward to see, see yes, to see where the trends are. If, if the predictions are right, if, if companies are going the way that we think they're going to go, um, in terms of TV, it's going to stay the same. Um, you're going to get small improvements, um, going forward. There's, there's not going to be anything that's going to knock your socks off because at the minute, it's all about um, yields in terms of uh, micro LED and so on. That's still years and years and years away. So um, it'll be small incremental changes there and improvements. So, yeah, that's my expectations for 2024. I think it's going to be a very, very interesting year um, leading into 25 as well. Right. Ed, obviously, one of the things, one of the trends that I'm seeing in the industry, and I think other people are seeing it, um, is the downsizing. It's not mm. necessarily downsizing, but it's a
4: it's a move back to rationalizing. Yeah. It's a better I, word. And I think uh, I that doesn't mean that multi-channel is irrational, please, no. in case someone is very angry no. about this. But if you are deciding how you streamline a system in the face of um having more people in your house, having less space in your house, and so on and so forth, making a move from having many speakers around the room to two and then expecting that two-channel equipment to do um many of the things that you have grown Mm. comfortable with in a multi-channel environment is completely logical and i i you know i'm very critical of the hi-fi industry at times because it's a tremendously slow learner and it manages to get things wrong a lot of the time but it is very slowly and very deliberately learning that if you incorporate one or two bits from your failed av receiver program in your two-channel hi-fi people buy it and people like it you know auto setup hdmi arc app control things well, like that, that
1: that for me hdmi arc is yeah, is the big the trigger big point that's the thing that, that's made this this move i think
4: mm, no absolutely uh, in this december clutch of reviews that i'm writing at the moment we've got two dinky affordable integrated amplifiers with hdmi arc and uh, this comes down to your priorities you can buy a soundbar with faux atmos And, you know, artificial surround, and that might be your poison if you watch a lot of film material. But if you're wanting to mix a sort of TV and music portfolio, that sounds pretentious, doesn't it? But that's the (laughs) basic premise. If you want to do that, then these little amplifiers, which turn on with your television, they require no adjustments to behavior from your family. They can still press standby on the TV remote. The volume control will still work in exactly the same way, but it goes out to a little pair of stereo speakers, the performance, when it actually comes to listen to music and people are listening to more music and thanks to the way that streaming services have changed, they're listening to music in higher quality than they have been in 15 years. Then all of a sudden, then it becomes a, a different calculation and it's going to go in lots and lots of different ways, but where it gets really bonkers, and this is my prediction bit. Um, it's going to start changing the shape, not at the entry level. It's going to start changing the shape at the next level up because people are coming into two-channel from about, without exaggeration, about five different waves of happening into two-channel, From all the way from I've been playing about with true wireless earbuds on my mobile phone through to actually the soundbar with three channels across the front. It sounds a bit shite. So I've gone down to two channels and so on and so forth. And there's all sorts of permutations between that. And this shape starts having extraordinary effects on the equipment that's a, a, gen, a level up from that. And I did say in the last podcast that there's going to be a, a bit of um, suck out, for want of a better phrase, between very affordable stuff because it's all blindingly good and the high end where it's meaningfully better. The only path that manufacturers have between these two positions is much cleverer items in this midfield pricing, by which I mean a £1,000 to about 4000 pounds and I'm afraid, if you take offense with that then I'm sorry but that is the nature of how pricing is in an industry where two channel equipment comfortably now exceeds a quarter of a million pounds a box if you choose the wrong manufacturer that's that's pretty that far down so um that's my prediction we're going the people who are going to make money and be successful above the entry level are the people who work out how to appeal to this massively disparate group of people who have got who have happened into Two Channel for different reasons, you've got to offer them a compelling reason out of what they've got now. Can I also say in a non-hi-fi sense, um, it's a standing joke that I visit the cinema infrequently, but I am absolutely psyched for the Second Dune movie. I cannot stress. I cannot remember being so excited to see a film which I know how it ends. Um, That's a bit of a weird one. I mean, I know the plot, but I'm still genuinely falling over myself to see the Second Dune film. So um, let's just hope they actually release it. Well, I mean, you know, feel free to 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 you know shit on my duvet Kaz. That's absolutely <laughs> fine. I, I'm I'm confident that they will. Um uh and then music-wise, there's loads and loads of things. Uh and then finally, like Caz, I don't I'm not thinking about buying a new car. I have to. I have six months left on my lease. I don't think I'm going to lease again because leasing's got tremendously expensive. And because I've taken leave of my senses, I'm getting increasingly close to the idea of buying an Alfa Romeo. <laughs> because <laughs> why not? Why not? Midlife crisis. Um, Come on. No, no, no. It's not. It's not just that you get. You get. I mean, admittedly, there's a reason why you get a lot of car for the given price point. But I don't drive <laughs> particularly far. Um, and i have a tame mechanic amongst my very best friends i mean how long he'll be my best friend for i don't know but i mean <laughs> um i'm i'm strongly tempted by buying an alfa romeo julia um so yeah that will be fun uh, i i enjoy i'm going to enjoy the back half of 2024 where i say yes i did intend to come to your press launch but unfortunately it didn't work out <laughs> no, entirely as i anticipated out. because i, I, I cash
1: drove the the julia quadrifoglio that that car scared me
4: that car oh i'm not going that far unless i unless i do well on a lottery win I'm, I'm i'm thinking more at the sort of 275 break school of julia um which should be brisk enough i think is probably how it goes there when it works
1: right ed let's wrap up this party with your recommendations uh for the best album vinyl and playlists of the year
4: please uh right i uh got messaged by Stuart, who's in the background monitoring all of this uh what are my recommendations the reason i have not put them in because i hadn't decided and he made me decide on the fly and i don't know if i actually want to go with this but i'm going to because i've already said it is and he's going to plumb them in album of the year was orbital's optical delusion and the reason for this is that mm, 10 years ago a bit more than 10 years no 10 years ago orbital were about to retire and they were all out of ideas they released some Thoroughly, thoroughly indifferent material. And then they came back, and I don't know what they did whilst they were retired, but they have released some of the most interesting and compelling stuff they've done in their whole 30-plus year career. And they released a box set to celebrate their 30-year career. Optical Delusion is not perfect. It's got a track from Sleaford Mods on it, but you can skip that. Um, it's just interesting electronic music and i'm always here for interesting electronic music it's beautifully recorded actually it goes very deep and it goes very high um, the vinyl release is blinding but it's on all the major streaming services you can buy on any format you see fit and it is tremendously enjoyable um, which is why eventually it became my album of the year vinyl release of the year uh, public service broadcasting Worked with the BBC to release this new noise. And the reason it's my vinyl release of the year is it's actually genuinely dangerous physical media, and we can't say fairer than that. If you don't set your phono stage correctly and so on, if you have a moving magnet, you're fine. But if you've got posh turntables, I very nearly damaged my phono stage with this album. It's got so much welly, I actually got overload warnings and it shut down. So it's a properly beefy piece of vinyl. Um, so, yeah, what's what you can't say fairer than that. And it's great to listen to. Again, if you don't have a turntable, because you're sane, you can enjoy it on all the major streaming services and it's excellent. I didn't do a playlist recommendation because I didn't keep track of all the ones I recommended over the year. I do remember I recommended one of ambient sort of drone music that made lots of people really angry. So that would be, you know, that's well worth revisiting. (laughs) Um, I just wanted to remind people as we head to this festive period that the greatest Christmas album of all time um, wasn't recorded this century. It was recorded a long, long time ago. If your Christmas spirit is flagging, and let's face it, at some point in this festive period, it will. I want to remind you all that the 1957 Elvis Presley Christmas album is the single greatest Christmas album that has ever been recorded, bar none. And I'm not being facetious here. You can sit down as a group of, you can sit down with the most cynical and jaded human beings that you know. Well, all of us. (laughs) <laughs> yes i oh, know trust me on this this album try. is absolutely glorious it was recorded in a sweltering shed in july how they did it i will never know it was recorded also incredibly quickly because elvis's schedule didn't allow them for any more time than that it is still the single most perfect christmas album ever recorded so if you're feeling a bit down if you're not feeling in any way christmasy Dig it out. It's on again. It, um, you know, I want to sound like a stuck record here. I mean, I do have it actually. I have a 1957 first pressing. But if you don't, it's on all the major streaming services. And forget Mickey Bubbles and all the, these new pretenders and all the rest of it. <laughs> Elvis Presley's Christmas album. Just give it a shot this Christmas. There is nothing better. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, close? No. Yeah, no. It's it's it is yeah. compelling. Decent,
1: right? Um, thank you very much, Ed, and that basically wraps up our christmas podcast uh, special so thank you very much for watching and listening uh it wraps up the year and we are coming back with a podcast we are come back with a slightly different podcast uh, in the new year um and it will be also uh, migrating over to the av forums podcast youtube channel so uh, if you're on youtube uh, go find the channel now um, and subscribe to it so you don't miss out on a uh, podcast in the new year uh, there won't be any live podcast uh, but what we are doing is we're recording uh the podcast there won't be any regular might... live regular podcast. sorry Regular live podcast. Uh, we'll be recording the majority of the podcasts, uh, but what that allows us to do it allows us to deep dive into certain subjects, uh, really get involved in what it is that we all love about the the hobby. Um, we're not restricted to you know ninety minutes and have to fit all the different subjects into in there. Uh, we can really deep dive and look at all the, the the different areas that need to be looked at. So that's the idea. We then know that we've got twelve episodes of each podcast, so they'll be well planned. You know, we do this on the fly yeah. every week. Yeah, they'll be well-planned, they'll be well-researched, and we can really get stuck into the things that you guys
4: want to know about. I love it when we over I, I really know, I know. do. Yeah,
1: over-promise and certainly <laughs> under-deliver. That's, that's our motto. Um, but yeah, anything that you want uh, to know about whether it's movies movie production uh, grading um all that kind of thing we're going to really deep dive um, where we come we're going to get guests involved and uh, hopefully you know take the podcast up a little notch as well in terms of what we can offer you guys so any feedback then get it in um go to the podcast forum that's the best place to go on AV forums right down the bottom of the forum list you'll find the podcast forum leave us your feedback in there on this episode of what you're looking forward to in the new year and what you'd like us to do on the podcast Don't forget AV Forum's podcast YouTube channel. Go and subscribe now um, so you don't miss any of future podcasts uh, that are going to turn up on there. There'll be the long versions as well as uh, little snippets of the best bits from each episode as well. Um, And I'm just going to take the opportunity as well because this is the last podcast before CES. We are covering the show yet again uh, this year. Uh, thank you very much to MPB for helping us uh, get our coverage together. So uh, Ian and Andy will be covering the news um, in the UK from Vegas because that's the easiest place to do it. They can watch the live streams. They can get the news up uh, straight away. Whereas if you're actually at the event, it's impossible to do that because you're running from you know press conference to press conference. So uh, my job over there will be, as always, getting the interviews uh, with the people that you guys want to hear about. You want to hear about the new TVs and- and av and all the rest of it so stay tuned for our coverage it starts on the 8th of january on our main youtube channel and of course av forums look at the home page um everything that comes up on there and of course you can use the tag system so if you go into any news or video footage um uh stories on av forums look at the tags at the top click ces and it'll bring up all our ces coverage and of course we'll have some direct pages as well so that's all coming up straight after the new year on the 8th of january so uh Keep that in mind. Go subscribe to the channels and, of course, subscribe for uh, the new podcasts in the new year. Uh, but that's it. My thanks to Martin, Ed, Matt, Ian, Kaz, Simon and Mark. Thank you very much, guys. Merry Christmas.
2: Merry Christmas. Yeah. Thank
8: Happy you. Christmas. Happy Christmas. And,
1: uh, of course, do all the usual uh, social media cliched things like liking and pressing buttons and thumbs and all the rest of it. Of course, you can buy me a coffee uh dot com forward slash forms to buy us a coffee if you uh, enjoyed the show and uh, of course we're over all the socials and of course the last thing we need to do uh on this uh, very special special episode is to wish you all a, a very good and merry christmas and happy new year whatever you do at this time of the year we hope you enjoy it hope you spend lots of time with your family and don't forget to come back and see us again in the new year i'm phil hinton thank you very much for watching and listening and a merry christmas